Good day, everyone. Today we have my brother, Jaden Ford. Stay tuned for the first few minutes of our conversation where I introduce him. This episode, Jaden Ford and I converse about the day Donald Trump held up a Bible and posed for a photo op in front of the Ashburton House, the St. John's Parish House, on June 1st, 2020. Jaden was one of the peaceful protesters in Lafayette Square when former President Donald Trump ordered that the protesters be cleared from the area with tear gas and rubber bullets. It's an honor to interview my brother Jaden Ford and thank you so much for tuning in. Enjoy the episode. Good day everyone. My name is Arthur Maxwell the second and today we have a beautiful human being. We have a uh, the myth, the legend, Jaden, J-A-Y-D-E-N, Ford. What's going on, my brother? Hey, um, I'm good. What's up with you? <laughs> hey, I'm great too. I'm great too. Uh, so Jaden Ford, um, he is he is a track athlete on the on the uh, college co- collegiate level. Um, he runs the 400, the 800, and the 1600. Um, he is a mass communication major um with aspirations to really um be a positive and um and um insightful voice for the african american for the african american community at large uh and he also um had protested with his mom at lafayette square on uh on june 1st 2020 um so can you can you kind of take us to like that to, to that to that moment um that was like the day when D- donald trump had, had had held the bible up yeah so it was that day where all our protesters were protesting right outside the white house and we was there was a um, curfew that day so we was all supposed to leave technically around seven a lot of people knew about that they knew that things would probably get hectic at seven and so we was doing our little, ch- we was doing chants, no justice, no peace, trying to like be rowdy in front of him. And then all of a sudden it was like 6.30 <laughs> and it was, I guess Trump got tired of being in his little, in the White House. So he was, so he made us, pretty much it was 6.30. We still had 30 minutes left till curfew. My mom, she was going inside one of the buildings that was pretty much destroyed. And all of a sudden I was like, I was like yelling at her because I was like, mom, mom, don't you hear that? That's the bullets. That's tear gas. And she was taking pictures in there because it was like a whole lot of, I guess, memories because there was a whole lot of graffiti, things that she was like taking pictures. And I was like, she was not paying attention to anything. So I was, I had to literally drag her out of <laughs> the little building because like I said, they were just going crazy. And I was like, it wasn't, I don't know why, what the purpose was at that point. Like we had, we was all within our rights to be there and they decided to start being aggressive. Mm, so like, let's kind of like backtrack, like how, how was it on the way to the protest with your mom? Like, like kind of take us like, like in that, in that car ride or that bus ride, that train or however, however way you guys got there, kind of take us on that, on that journey, like toward to to the protest 
on the way to the protest. So, well, me and my mom drove, but we couldn't get too close, of course, because police blocked off a lot of the close areas. So we had to walk at least 10, 15 blocks. On our way there, we saw a lot of, we saw a lot of damage to DC. And it was kind of funny because if you looked on the um, street, if you looked at any car and it had like a Confederate flag or it had a Confederate license plate, it was destroyed and they like spray painted it with racist on all those cars. So like, it was definitely a sight. I heard it was like this in the sixties in the sixties riots, but you know, to experience this for myself, it was definitely something new to me. Mm. And, 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 and so while you were there, was there anything that happened or that anything that like you saw that was unique or obscure to you while, while you were there? Like at the protest? Yeah. Um, when I was at the protest, I wouldn't say it's unique because it's a lot of people. This happens a lot, a lot of Black Lives Matter protests in DC. But it's kind of funny to me how like diverse it is. Like, mm-hmm. I'm pretty, I'm 90% sure there was a lot more white people than there was even black people. So it was wow. definitely. It was definitely something, like I said, it's not unique because most Black Lives Matter protests are like that, but it's kind of funny to see how many are, will actually come out, you know, for us in a situation like this. Like, a lot of people know about the situations and mm-hmm. they actually make the sacrifice to come out, so. Right. Yeah. How was the ride home? The ride home? Well, the ride home was when we found out why we was getting kicked off early. So it was more so a shock between me and my mom, just like listening to the news, seeing him on Twitter, the things that was going down. So, yeah, it was pretty much more so shock than anything. We was talking about how we like enjoy being interviewed, but it was like, did, we really, did all this really need to happen for a picture? Yeah. Yeah. Um... Why do you think that protesting is is important? I feel like protesting is important because you need to make sure that your voice is being heard by the government. So I believe that when you protest, you have to have, when you protest, you have to be loud enough that they can hear you. Like, I know a lot of people dislike the idea of disrupt the protest and things like that, such as, you know, blocking streets. Um, being in front of um, the White House, being disrupted overall, but I feel like protests are important so you can be heard. So if they're not gonna listen to you, you have to make sure that you put yourself in a spot where they have to listen to you sometimes. And while it might not be convenient for them, if they want it to be convenient, they shouldn't have put us in a bad situation. Did you prepare to go? I mean, I mean, I know that like you guys, you guys had like the mask and you guys, you know, had like the water bottle. But um, aside from like the physical things, how did you prepare, like uh, mentally or emotionally or psychologically? Mentally, I was just honestly, mentally, I was just kind of sort of mad. So that that's my preparation. <laughs> <laughs> like I was, I was kind of ticked off pretty much most of the day, being on Twitter all day. That's back when Twitter, what that's all Twitter was, seeing all the new situations and stuff coming out. So 
and the day before my cousin was on cnn for mm -hmm. um he was a part of the um the riots that were going on and seeing him he did an interview for cnn and it was, he didn't really say much but like he was talking about pretty much how the daily life struggle that he goes through and how it's continuously being ignored so i was like i felt that and i felt like i wanted to go out there and also be a part of it so, yeah do you see like a difference between like protests and riots or it's just like the way that people use the words i feel like it's the way people use the words i feel i feel like anything that becomes disruptive they call a riot because they're trying to give it a bad name and they're trying to take away popularity from what's happening. Like, I feel like, yeah, it could be, they'll call anything a riot because they don't like the idea that people will go out against what's comfortable for them and what's comfortable for their protest, their idea of protest. Yeah. Um, I know, I know that like you want to go into this field, so I don't want to like, um, tarnish reputation. So I'm, I'm going to be careful on how I ask this question. <clears throat> like with the protest, quote unquote, and riots, quote unquote, um, do you think that like mainstream media and major news corporations report on protests accurately? Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Like how so? Like why, why do you say that? I mean, there's a lot of situations that you see pop up and then later on you find out what happened and beforehand, like a lot of the riots that happened in Minneapolis and then you saw actual people who weren't a part of the protest being the ones to start it. You see a lot of, like with the police, whole lot of police before that, before they um go into shooting rubber bullets and tear gas, you see them dancing and kneeling and, and sometimes I feel like it's a whole facade which you see on actual news websites a lot of the times yeah um just like to keep your reputation clean has there been like times on on mainstream uh like news where you think that it has been accurate I mean I'm sure it's been accurate of course, um, they accurately, I feel like without the media, um, George Floyd's death in general wouldn't have been as, wait for it, it would have been ex as exposed to the rest of the world if it wasn't for um, mainstream media. So mm -hmm. of course, media, media helps because it helps expose things, but it's like sometimes most corporations have an agenda with what they're doing is what I believe. What? No, okay, so before I ask this question, I want to preface it by saying that um, systematic racism and oppression um, due to supremacy may, well, probably will not go anywhere during the rest of my lifetime. Um, however, um, in the pursuit of ending systemic racism, what can we do to end systemic racism in our society? That's, that's actually a really hard one because we've been fighting for this idea of systematic racism and for so many years. And it's like, what can we try? We try 
politicians now we can't it's hard for us to even vote i know we, i'm not sure if you're in georgia they're yes. spending their entire day trying to get the entire day mm-hmm. and it's kind of funny because it's going to be switched up and they're going to turn that into black people don't vote so it's a whole lot of systematic racism it's hard to fight against that when it's like the entire system is in a way against you so um i guess the only the only way that we really can fight against systematic racism is keeping up the energy that we have now i feel like that was a major thing about um you remember the Trayvon martin case mm-hmm. it wasn't anywhere close to this level but it was the biggest thing i heard um, rodney king was just as big but Trayvon martin was mm-hmm. like huge for me because that was the first time i saw like pretty much most of the United States going up in arms, um, protesting type stuff. So, but I feel like the problem with that was that once the verdict came out and like within a month, it started to die down and then mm-hmm. it became like, pretty much Trayvon Martin became- All news. Yeah, all news. It became a debate point pretty much. Just talking about we had to bring somebody up, but I feel like the actual protest for Trayvon Martin really died down really fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I feel like the George Floyd thing, it still has a lot of pace. And I feel like right now, we still have a lot of momentum. Even the fact, even though that is, I feel like mainstream media attention is dying out, you still see so many people outside protesting each and every day. So, Absolutely. Uh, that's That's my... That is my biggest concern um, with the movement is that it will die down significantly, significantly kind of like after the civil rights movement and after um, a lot of our leaders were assassinated, um, a lot of things died down. And so that's that, like, uh, things died down after the civil rights movement in like my 1955 to 1985. Um, <clears throat> Things died down significantly after their, after that time, um, and now we're seeing like an even higher spike, right? But I don't want it to go even lower than how low we were in in uh, in like the eighties, um, and so that's that's my biggest concern um, is that we become extremely comfortable and complacent because maybe you know, like things open back up, uh, COVID-19 might get like a vaccine or something, you know what I mean? And we might get something where we're like, okay, we're just, a, we're just happy to not have COVID, da, 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 da. But it's like, no, 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 we're still getting killed by the police. We still have systematic racism, you know what I mean? So um, that's, that's my biggest concern as well, is that like, you know, um, people, people just become, super relaxed afterward. And we can't have that. We have to always agitate for a better society. Um, so this is going along very quickly. So, cause like I'm gonna ask my last question is how I'm in like 30 minutes. So this is like the shortest conversation, but it's, but like, this is potent, man. Like you're like, you're really giving some really good, good answers. I'm glad to get your perspective on these, on these questions. Um, <clears throat> I want to preface this question by saying that, like, uh, like, even though we are 
like exhausted and we're tired and some of us are fearful of our lives, um, we, 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 we can still be excited because we can still um, write a new future for our descendants. And um, what keeps you hopeful that our descendants will live in a better world? Mm. Honestly, the idea. <laughs> we put, I mean, honestly, we still are progressing, even though it's been very slowly, but we've been progressing and every day, not every day, but like we get from a better place where things are being exposed, like pretty much the update in technology really helps me think that they're gonna have a better future. Cause, mm. because imagine all this without technology, without phones, without videos, we wouldn't- I doubt swept under, would, yeah. Exactly, no one would have heard about anything. So it gives me a hope that as the time progresses with all these types of technology that we have within us, we won't be able to let injustices not be exposed and it would definitely be out for the world to see what's actually going on. Hmm. Yeah, that's kind of my hope for the descendants, I guess. Wow, no, no, like that, that's unique. I mean, I haven't heard somebody say uh, that type of answer for this type of question. I mean, I haven't heard anybody say anything about technology <clears throat> or focusing on technology and, and their answer. Um, so yeah, if you're watching this or listening to this, <clears throat> look up a, a black owned tech, tech company that teaches black children how to do technology things. <laughs> um, so that, so that we know how to code, we can make our own robots and things like that. Um, you know, because systematic racism t teaches us that, uh, we, we just start off further like our starting point is further back than like white people's starting point basically that's basically how it works like even like what like when you're born there's a whole bunch of statistics even there's even statistics for female uh uh immortality rate for black for, uh, black women that's higher than any other demographic um so even like even like while you're being developed in the womb there's already statistics to against against you even making it um into the world so um we already have like steps back while we're even being formed in the womb and um you know technology is a way for us to 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 uh to to push up that starting point um and then also i mean for our for our republican and economists and capitalist listeners um like teaching like our black children about technology and about coding and things like that will help like our, it will help our, our economy and uh, help the nation be more competitive on like a worldwide scale. Um, cause other, cause other countries are learning coding in like high school, like, you know, middle school. So, um, so yeah, I remember I was under my multiplication tables when I was in like second grade. So, yeah so um so anyway um 
we're going to keep this episode short because I usually I usually like go on like on like a whole on a whole sermon like a whole tangent at the end. But I want to give you the last words. So do you have any last words for anyone who would like to uh, learn more about these topics? Anybody who would like to um, support the cause, um, not just black people, but just people in general that would like to know more information or that would like to support um, the cause of, um, of uh, black, black excellence and, 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 and going against police brutality and injustice. Um, I feel like the best thing you can do is try to be out there. Like, I know there's a whole lot of petitions. I know there's the Black Lives Matter Foundation, which honestly has been questionable what they're doing with our money. Mm. I'm not sure. But all of those things, they might sound nice, but I feel like the one major thing that can really help is really being out there. Because when you're out there, you're adding to the numbers of people who are against the government. When you're out there, you're like increasing the population. When you're out there, you're making sure that it doesn't die down. Mm. So being out there is like essential for us to be able to end police brutality. So they know that this isn't just a wave. This isn't just a thing in the moment and that we are actually about this and we are actually trying to fight and change the rules and laws for police so they can't have these type of rights to do whatever they want without any type of repercussion. Absolutely. Um, how can how can everybody reach you as of as of right now? Um I have an email I guess. Um <laughs> JD not no that's wrong. That's Jaden. I don't know why I said that. It's Jaden Z dot T forward at gmail.com. So J A Y D E N and then Z as in zebra. Z dot T forward at gmail.com. Oh Z dot T and then forward. Yeah. At Gmail? Yeah. All right, cool. All right, y'all. So y'all heard it first from uh Jada for really appreciate y'all listening. Um y'all can comment and like whatever, subscribe if y'all want to, but what's more important to me is y'all reach out to Jaden and really thank him for uh, the insight and um, contributing to the podcast and all that. Um, I mean, if you if you like if you like the video and all that, then that's kind of supporting the, the YouTube algorithm. Um, <laughs> so that's fine. I, I rock with that. I want more more, more people to listen to it. Um, but what's more important is uh, you reaching out to Jaden and, and just giving him that courage, especially as like a black man in America. We definitely need that, you know what I mean? So uh, we love you. We, we appreciate you, Jaden. Uh, we're excited for like your future at Prince George's Community College. Um, uh, one thing that I'm gonna say really quick about Prince George's Community College is that like <clears throat> the, pe- the people that care about you at Prince George's, Prince George's Community College really do care about you. Like I, like my experience there, and like I'm gonna say this like while, while we're recording so that everybody can hear it. While I was at Prince George's Community College, like it was like two types of people, like from like the staff to the faculty, to the adjunct, to the uh, administration. Like there's like two types of people. There's people who really, really, like really, really, really care about your future. And there's the people who are just there for like, the, for like a check, you know what I'm saying? And 
you really want to latch on to people that really care about your future because those people will like go out of their way to help you you know what i'm saying and there's so many resources that that people don't recognize that are at Prince Community College, um, and uh, it is it is like I don't want to say that, that like you should take advantage of them. You you have to like if you go to Prince George Community College, you have to. You know, it's like it's like be successful because a lot of those things that I learned at Prince George Community College, I'm still using right now. You know, to finish up my my bachelor's degree at Morgan State University. Um, and so uh, we 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 uh, wish you the best. We know that you're going to do excellent. You know, I'm always here to support you, uh, to pray for you, to uh, give you resources, um, to research with you, um, to study with you, to listen to you, to give you a hug. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm always here to support you. You know what I'm saying? You're like my brother. So um, so yeah. All right. Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for watching. Yeah. Uh, it's so awkward because like this is like kind of short <laughs> but yeah love y'all peace thank you so much for listening to this conversation with Jaden ford like subscribe and share um thank you so much for listening um please subscribe to stay up to date um i really enjoy uh doing these interviews i'm so excited um to post the rest of these um, episode. So thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Um, your support, your listening is so, so valued. Um, I really appreciate it so much. So thank you. Um, this is the ninth interview that I did um, last year in 2020. Um, right now I'm posting it in 2021. Um, but um, just thank you so much for all that you guys do thank I cannot say thank you enough for you guys' support and encouragement. So thank you so much. Um, um, be sure to take care of your mental health. Um, stay prayed up. Um, continue to reach out to people and your family, your friend groups. Um, you know, they need you. Um, and you are a light in somebody else's life. So make sure that you remember that. Um, much, much love, happiness, health, love, and peace.